Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Diesel Power Products Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything between owning, operating, or building a diesel pickup. We post new episodes every Wednesday. We are live. Yes. Yes. What is up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today on Thursday. I'm not even sure what the date is because this year has flown by. This is Who cares? Number, yeah. Who cares? This is episode 14. We're talking about fuel systems yes. 101. We're going to talk about the basics on this one. So if you're not sure about fuel systems, this is your episode. Yeah. Keep in mind, if you are wondering about intakes, exhaust, tu- tuners, turbos. Mm-hmm. Tools. Tools. Uh, building a tow rig. Um, what to do to get your truck ready for winter. We have a whole backlog of episodes. Check us out on iTunes. Search Diesel Power Products and we'll pop right up. Leave us a five-star review. Screenshot that. Send it to Ben at DieselPowerProducts.com and we will send you a shirt. Yes. God, that's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. You can also <laughs> go on our Facebook page and watch every single episode live as we have them posted on there as well. Yes, and we try to answer as many questions as we can live. If we don't, we answer them in the comments later with links and all kinds of happy little emojis and gifs. Gifs, and gifs, 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 gifs. I love gifs. Those are the funnest thing ever to <laughs> I'm post. So. My wife hates gifs. Yeah. I love them. Oh, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So today we're talking about fuel systems 101. There's <clears throat> lots of parts in a fuel system. Yes. And we're. I, I think the best way to start this off is the basics. Like, let's. Let's pretend that we shrunk ourselves down. Yeah. And we just came out of the diesel filler neck because we're getting diesel in our trucks. We don't yeah. drive gas. Yes, yeah. I do. But. <laughs> and you're coming out of the nozzle and you're going into the fuel tank. What is our path to success? What is our path to making yeah. power? Where are we going? Where does the fuel go? What does it mean? <laughs> yeah. So, and I know, again, this is something that's going to be, uh, I know a lot of people already know a lot of this stuff, but again, this is kind of like an introductory 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 it's just it's an intro intro into fuel systems so there's a lot to go over so we're going to skim past this stuff if you guys have questions again post them on there and we will get more in depth on each of these trucks later and other episodes so just so you guys are aware of that if you're if you think we're missing something it's because we probably 
are intentionally missing it for another episode. Yes. So we're going to hit that, and it, this this next system, or the, the steps we're going to go through, this is going to be the same for every diesel pickup, which yeah. is Ford, Chevy, Dodge, uh, you got Eco Diesel, you got yeah. a new Power Stroke, you got whatever, if it's a diesel pickup, at least made in the last like 20 years, yeah. this is going to be accurate for you. Yeah. And so let, let's start off. Obviously, you're filling your tank up. You got fuel in the tank. Fuel in the tank. <laughs> you have a holding chamber for the fuel. <laughs> every every car's got a fuel tank. Yep. Uh, by the way, Sean Hockley, we are going to talk about 7.3 fuel systems. My yes. man. <laughs> My man. Yeah. So uh, you're going to, you, you got fuel in the tank. That fuel in the tank, now it's going to go somewhere to your engine. Yes. Most trucks are going to have, or every truck is going to have a way to get that fuel from the tank to the engine. Mm -hmm. Some do it a little differently, but you always have to somehow transport that fuel from the tank to the engine. Yes. There's no Bluetooth drive, Bluetooth, Bluetooth. fuel lines. <laughs> yeah. It's got to go there. It physically has to get there. So we've got fuel lines and we've got something to get the fuel from the tank to the engine. Mm -hmm. And before you can really do anything with that fuel, you got to make sure that it's clean. Yes. So you got a fuel filter. Some may have a fuel filter, a water separator, multiples of each or something like that, mm -hmm. but there's always going to be some sort of filtration system because yeah. diesel fuel needs to be clean. We're dealing with very small tolerances here, so we need to yeah. make sure that everything's nice and clean. So you get that filter. Next, after the fuel is filtered, it's nice and clean. It's gone from the tank to the engine. Now we need to pressurize that fuel. Yes. You can't just, okay, okay sort of you can't but <laughs> you need to make sure that fuel is up to some sort of pressure, whether it's a CP3, whether it's uh, using a high-pressure oil pump to pressurize the oil, pressurize the fuel, we'll talk mm -hmm. about that later, um, but something to pressurize that fuel. It's got to yes. get up to pressure. Yep. Now, after that fuel has that pressure, it's got to get to the injectors, right? The injectors yep. are the last part of this equation, but what's in between those two things? Some sort of, I would say, fuel delivery system, mm -hmm. whether it be a common rail, a fuel galley, uh, individual injector lines. Yep. There's gonna, it's got to go from the injection pump to the injectors, and after in the injectors, into the cylinder, and it makes you smile. Yes. <laughs> and the injector there with, 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 with the tip it is there to atomize the fuel. And atomize is just a, a fine spray. So like on a spray bottle, it's that It's got to be a mist of fuel. The, the, the finer the atomization, the more the, the more constant, I can't, I can't think of words today. These words are getting to me today. It's been a Thursday, the, the, yeah. folks. Yeah. The, 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 the more finer the atomization, the, the cleaner it's going to burn. You're going to get more, a more complete burn of the fuel. So that's what that injector is there to do. It's there to start and stop that delivery of fuel, and it's also there to, to atomize it, to spray it in a, such a way to where it burns efficiently. Now, the, each one of those steps that we went over right now, you could probably talk in depth for an episode. Uh, yeah. Maybe not an episode, but like it, a long time. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Steps. We kept those basic right there because that's going to be the same for every truck. Yeah. You got a Duramax, this works for you. You got a Cummins, this works for you. You got a 7.3, that actually still works for you. Yeah. You got a newer Power Stroke, still works for you. So we want to make sure that you know like where this fuel is going. It's not necessarily the same as it was like in your gas car where it's basically goes from the tank, has a pump. Goes yeah. the injectors. Yeah. And there's a filter and it goes the injectors. It's a little, a little bit more than that. Mm -hmm. And we're also usually talking with a lot higher pressures. Yes. Fuel pressure on a, uh, what is it, like, like on an LS, like a 5.3, it's like 40 pounds or something mm -hmm. like that, 45. Somebody could probably correct me if I'm wrong. The only yeah. I know that is because I'm trying to tell you this using my Suburban right now. Um, fuel pressure, uh, the lowest fuel pressure you're going to find on a diesel engine, I think is going to be the stock fuel pressure on a 7.3. Yeah. So that's kind of a hybrid system, but it's going to run basically 55 PSI. Yeah. Everything else, common real Cummins? Uh, upwards of, you know, 
20,000 PSI, depending on application. So 20,000 yeah. PSI. That's like, that's cut your finger off PSI is what that yeah. is. <laughs> that's a James Bond so, like villain tool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, so the, the we, Tyler just talked about injector's main purpose in life, atomize, volume, mm -hmm. making sure that you have the right injection events. It's not, your injector is not just always going Sometimes a yeah, there's, there's a post, bigger, pre, you know, yeah. there's all sorts of different injection phases. So there's a, there's a lot more that goes into that. And again, type of injectors, that's going to be a whole other episode. Yes. What we're going to get into right now, uh, actually, I'll close that kind of portion off with, not every injector injection system is the same. Yes. Everyone, everything's going to have those basics, but how they go about them and what parts they have on there. A lot of them can be really different. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, I mean, obviously we t we're gonna we're gonna go heavy into seven threes in a little bit here. But <laughs> you talk about a seven three injection system compared to like a six four, compared to a six seven power stroke, compared to a five nine, compared to you know. Yeah. It's, whoa. Oh yeah. There's there's some major differences there. So. so right. Yeah. So let's, let's get into injection systems. Yes. Um, don't worry, Huey guys. We're gonna get to you later. <laughs> uh, I I think probably one of the most robust systems on there is going to be. The P700, the P pump. Yeah, so it's, it's a direct injected system, meaning you. So there's two different injections. There's either direct injection or indirect injection. Indirect injection is like on my 6.2, on my on my on my suburban. So it's got actually a pre-combustion chamber built into the heads, or they, they a lot of people call it a pre-cup. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a basically a a chamber uh, in the built in the head where fuel gets sprayed into, and then you know the air is introduced to mix with the fuel, create a burn versus. Like this is a 12 valve injector, is a direct injection. So it's going to basically spray right on top of the piston, in the piston bowl. Um, and those are the two different styles of injection. Any, most of anything like above, well, 94, uh, mm -hmm. well, yeah, 94, because 94 yeah. power stroke mm -hmm. is going to be direct injection. Yeah. Like they only did really the indirect stuff on a lot of the earlier trucks. Mm -hmm. But the thing with the 12 valve, and that's why everybody likes them, is they're 100% mechanical. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, from the lift pump to the injection pump to the injectors, the whole system, there is not one wire that has anything to do with any of that. Yeah. <laughs> you start that engine, as long as you keep feeding it fuel, yeah. it will It'll keep just running. Run. It'll just run. Yeah. And, 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 and so that's why a lot of people, and that a lot of people love the 12 valve for that because it is 100% mechanical. You know, it just goes back to it goes back to simpler times. You know, <laughs> where it's just a more basic system. You've got basically an injector here that gets fed fuel, and it, there's a little spring and a pop in here. When it overcomes spring pressure, it'll spray. Uh, I mean, it, it literally is as, as basic as it gets. Um, and, and so it's just when you have something that basic, it just tends to be reliable. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and so that's why a lot of people love those trucks because they are insanely reliable. And, and let's face it, a fuel system on these trucks is usually the most expensive system of a diesel engine as far as, mm -hmm. um, you know, like an entire system of an engine. A fuel system is, is usually, that's like high dollar stuff, so. Yeah, I, even going back, like if you're trying to find a 12 valve on its own to swap into something else, obviously 12 valves, great for yeah. swapping, purely mechanical, but if it doesn't have a pump on there, you're pretty much gonna pay as much, <laughs> like you're, <laughs> the core charge on these P-pumps is more than it's the pump more itself pump. by like almost double. Like yeah. they, they want that pump yeah, back. They, so, they're not making them any more brand new. Yeah. I mean, they're so so places rely on cores to come back so they can rebuild these pumps and, and either build stock ones or modified ones. Mm -hmm. So so 12 valve. That's yeah. So direct injection, no electronics, completely mechanical. Then that dives into the 24 valve. So the next generation of trucks. Uh, you know, so 98 and a half and up, or 98 and a half to 02, we'll just say specifically, which is the BP44, which is a direct injected engine. 
It is a mechanical, somewhat mechanical injection. It's got mechanical injectors and a mechanical, I would half mechanical injection pump. It still is electronically timed. Um, and so it's kind of, it's, it's, it's like they were trying to go electronic and was like, oh, it's not done yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we just have this one portion, and, but nothing else is done. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's kind of like, obviously hindsight's always twenty twenty. but when yeah. you look back and you're like, like, Huey injectors, what the hell? You're like, oh, that was done. Or, or like, the VP44 <laughs> system, like, really, guys? That's what you had? That's mm -hmm. what you went with? Uh, that was your best to, idea. I think back to uh, uh, Armageddon when Bruce Willis was like, yeah. you guys are NASA. Yeah. That's the best you could have. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But, <laughs> hey, it worked for him. It worked, yeah. And those trucks are still on the road. They're still on the road. So, you know what? Yeah. You know, who Kudos are we to, to talk about, about that? But, you know, 2020, right? Yeah. All right, so that's the VP44. Um, next up is the most common one. It's, it's the system they still use to this day, which is I think is really cool. It's like they everybody has now transitioned to it, and everybody's transitioned to it, which is common rail. Okay, common rail, which is this a common rail where all the fuel is fed from the injection pump, and you have individual injector lines that go to each injector. You have a pressure relief valve to open up if this overpressurizes, and then you have your rail pressure sensor here to monitor the rail pressure. And you obviously have return lines that are associated with, with it that goes back to the tank. But the common rail system is, I would say, probably the most, it, it is the most efficient fuel system on a diesel engine. It is um, not necessarily the cheapest, but it is no. the cheapest in consideration to what is out there today, I guess, for a fuel system. Uh, I mean, it's the cheapest, most efficient thing you could put on a diesel engine, I guess, yes. for a fuel system. And that can be, you can actually do quite a bit of diagnosing on that. Yeah. And you even wrote a great blog article yeah. about no start on common rails. I mean, this, this seems like magic to a lot of people, but when you start breaking it down piece by piece, you can actually do a lot of diagnosing not yeah. Even a yeah. And as far as like comparative to like a 12 valve, okay, if you've been into like a 12 valve pump, they're, Fairly, it's, uh, not it's necessarily, kind of it's kind of terrifying. <laughs> I mean, it's like a little engine on the side of your engine. Yeah. Versus when you have a common rail system, it's actually, and it's funny that you say this, but it, or anybody says this, that it's a simpler system. Mm -hmm. Because it truly is. You have a pump that is literally um, not even timed to the engine. I mean, it's, it, it just, it needs to be connected to the engine to spin. It is literally getting fed fuel from a lift pump. And then all that injection pump is doing is basically transferring low pressure fuel to high pressure fuel and, and filling this up. And this will obviously have injector lines and connector tubes that goes right to the injectors. And it's basically keeping that whole entire system pressurized. And then the injectors, which are similar to that LB7 injector over there, just imagine that LB7 injector without the little tail on the, on the side there. That's basically a Cummins you know, common rail injector. Yeah, well, it'll, so, it'll have a little block. A little right block there to yeah. hold it down. But So that injector is constantly being fed fuel, and it has an electronic solenoid on the top to, to basically you energize that solenoid, it'll open the injector. It'll allow for fuel to flow. Uh, so as far as a fuel system, it's very, very simple. Um, in comparison to, like, if you tear open in a P7100 pump, you'd be like, Wow, am I rebuilding another engine? Yeah. <laughs> there's a cam in here. There's pistons in here. There's a there's a governor. There's all sorts of things that are going on in that in that pump. So the 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 common rail system is just 
even though it's like newer and you would think that, oh, it's, it's electronic and it's, it's more complicated. It's actually not. It's actually really, really simple. And, and when it, you think about it, it's like they've taken each part and isolated it. You, yeah. have, you have a pump, all its job is to do is build high pressure. Yeah. You have a rail, all Just its job it. is to do is hold the high pressure and yeah. meter it. Yeah. And then you've got the lines that go to the injectors and their job is to put the, the fuel in the cylinder. Yeah. That's it. Whereas you have like a P700 or a VP44 pump where they're kind of doing that all inside of itself. Yeah. So it, it's it's simpler, but not, but better. Yeah. But but yes. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's definitely better. And and even as a seven three guy, mm -hmm. a common rail system I think is just perfectly refined. Yeah. It it's is. fantastic. Yeah. And you can say any of the new trucks today, they are running common rail. Mm -hmm. That is what they are running. They might have different injection pumps. They might have different types of injectors, but they are all common rail systems. It, it, it's again it's just it's efficient it's easily tunable very you can easy create tunable. a lot of power really easy with just a couple of boop, 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 done so that's common rail for you and that and that'll take care of basically Cummins all the way up to current yeah um, and, and all Duramax and, and pretty much yeah all yeah well no not pretty much all Duramaxes yeah. from from 2001 all the way up um, you know, so, love or hate the 6.6 Duramax they got it right in a one yeah like they yeah that is the longest same platform running yeah. engine. Kept Obviously, they've had the iterations. All the way up. Yeah, yeah, you got the LB7, LLY, LMM, uh, LBZ, yeah. LML, and now the L5P, which yeah. is tuning coming out pretty soon for that. That's yeah. going to be wild. Yeah. Um, but still running a 6.6 Duramax common rail system. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah. They, well, while, uh, while Ram was playing around with a VP44 yeah. pump, we all know how well that went. Yeah. <laughs> and Power Strokes are all playing with these weird things. <laughs> Oil and fuel and electricity. <laughs> Just like, let's see, how, how many aspects of, of like life can we put into this fuel system? Like, let's yeah. get oil, fuel, electricity, <laughs> uh, wind, water. 7-3. <laughs> <laughs> Which is subsequently the next one we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're going to get into Huey injections. Or Huey, not like the helicopter. Huey, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost got some honestly, the, coming out. The, the, honestly, the helicopter is probably less complicated than, yeah. <laughs> than this fuel system. So what, is, what does Huey stand for? Hydraulic Electric Unit Injection. And <laughs> you take all of those words, and once we are finished explaining it, you'll realize how those words actually all work together. Yeah. You take all those words, and if you have no idea what I'm talking about, Hydraulic Electronic Unit Injection, you're going to be like, what? Yeah, you'll never use Why? those words in the same sentence ever. <laughs> with any other vehicle except for power strokes. But it works. You know? It does work. It does work. They did They did a good job with the 7.3. And when you think about you go back to 1994. Yeah. You know, they were the first ones put yeah. in, you know, or, or I think, what was it, Caterpillar started doing it first? Yeah, Cat, yeah, um, Cat, yeah. But to put it on like a production pickup, they were the first ones to put any sort of electronics on yeah. diesel. Think back to 94, you had yeah. your 6.5, <laughs> you had your, your, your tail end of the VE pump trucks, end yep. of the P pump trucks. And, and Ford's over there going like, yo, let's put electricity on this bitch. Yeah. With like, oil. With oil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. I, it, it, back in the day, I'm sure it was, it was, a, it was a milestone, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. You know, but it is somewhat, I don't know, inefficient. Uh, it is. It, it, there's a lot of problems that can, that can come about. You can and there's a problems. lot of aspects of it that you need to make sure that you're addressing, especially when you're looking at, like, trying to make some more power with these things. So basically what's happening is the injectors are fed a certain, you know, a constant supply of fuel. Yeah. And then high pressure oil is also fed 
to the injectors, uh -huh. higher pressure, higher pressure, pressure oil, oil is, and it also electronically. If I've lost you already, this is where I'm gonna let him take over because I so it's it's yeah. not it's not necessarily over my head. It's just he's gonna explain it a lot better than I am. Okay, so we've got three factors going into this injector. We've got electronics, we've got high pressure oil, and we've got slightly lower pressure fuel. Okay, yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but follow me here, right? So you've got your high pressure oil pump. This is actually driven, it's gear driven off the engine. It actually, this is the front of the truck. This is where it'd be, I believe it's, I always get it's this like that. Actually, I think it's, it's, it's just, just like, like that. that. Um, so it's gear driven. We've got the two lines coming off here. One goes to the driver's side, one goes to the passenger side. And it's going to feed a, almost like a common rail, but like a, a, a galley rail, however you want to call it, of oil yeah. uh, built into the heads. It feels that that galley of oil anywhere between like on startup you might see as low as 600 pounds of oil pressure coming out of this thing wide open throttle you can get upwards of 3,000 psi mm -hmm. of oil coming out of this thing to feed the injectors yeah and that's why injector o-rings are also really important on yes uh, on uh, 7.3 injectors as well we can get all into that later on <laughs> but so you have this high pressure oil in the galleys into the injectors now if you're thinking to yourself well there's a red flag what happens to the back injectors when the oil pressure goes down well, they get noisy and then they, they fail, yeah. so there's your first issue. <laughs> That's what happens when you have a weak high-pressure yeah. oil pump. Um, so you've got all this oil pressurized, feeding these injectors, and you hit the throttle, you want this thing to start injecting fuel in there. It's like, well, wait a minute. My pump, uh, the lift pump, pulling fuel from the tank to my you know fuel bowl, which it now filters, mm -hmm. and then going into another, <laughs> another galley or yeah. rail of fuel, <laughs> That's only coming in at like between 55 and 75 PSI. Yeah. Well, 55 and 75 PSI is not going to be good enough to atomize that through a nozzle. Whew, I got burps today. <laughs> through that nozzle into the injector and atomize it properly. So we've got now a poppet or a plunger, however you want to call it, that sits right in between the oil and the fuel. And then it's electronically... <laughs> You can't even say so. I so this. This high pressure fuel is electronically told to go bam on the poppet, and then the poppet goes bam on the fuel, and then the fuel goes into the cylinder. Yeah, at this, this happens multiple times a second. Do you, do you know what's funny? I wish we had one of these injectors up here to show They're you. They're about this big. Because, yeah, if it sounds like it's a big injector, like this big, because there's like so much going on, it's because it is. <laughs> these injectors yeah. are like huge like you would not think you have eight of them in your engine uh, <laughs> but and then you wonder why like oh seven threes are so loud and clocky wow, like i wonder why <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> yeah. a freaking moving parts you gotta deal and, with and that's for every injection event yeah going on per cylinder and that and then originally on those trucks if you don't modify them they are split shot well no well, that's so, the later model ones so right, you got okay, yeah, 94 yeah, 97 <laughs> they were single shot they kept yeah. it simple it's like it was great. Yeah. And then everybody, One was, shot. Like, everybody was like, oh man, this thing's so loud and clacky. What are we going to do? Well, let's put a smaller shot in first and then a slightly bigger one behind yeah. it to try and help things out a little bit. Yeah. So then you got, <laughs> it just, <sighs> as a 7.3 diehard, it's, it's, you got to, if you're not, if you don't have a sense of humor as a 7.3 guy, then you need to <laughs> you, stop being you a 7.3 guy. Yeah. You need yeah. to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Seriously. So if, if, if you're listening to this on iTunes, go back and watch the video because I'm sure my facial expression yeah. is, I'm, I'm probably red right now because <laughs> it just, it, it gets me excited, but, but it's, it's so terrible. Yeah, uh, it's, it's actually, it's kind of funny. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, you just kind of sit back and just go. 
for why. For why. why? And it worked. And then, uh, and then we were talking about later t earlier today too about uh, when everybody around 2003. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything started changing for everybody. Yeah, so the Duramax guys are they've been making common rail stuff for three years. They're like, okay, we yeah. got it figured out. The LB7 had some you know corrosion issues on yeah. the lines. You know, in, oh. in 04 and a half, we're going to yeah. come out with something else. We're going to take those out, and then we'll be fine. We'll go yeah. from there. We'll put a, a turbo on Still there. Still rail. Yeah, yeah, a turbo that opens and closes. Yeah. We'll take care of that. You know, <laughs> and, and the emission systems, and, and, and uh, it's going to burn a lot cleaner. Okay, yeah. cool. The, you know, and, and Cummins. Dodge, Dodge yeah, Cummins is like, like, guys, we have a milestone. We have, we have ah. this. We are going to put this on the engine, and it's going to be called the common rail. It is going to feed all the injectors. They're going to be electronically actuated. We're going to have super high pressure, and it's going to be really efficient and awesome. Yeah, and we'll be able to basically have <laughs> computers tell it what to do yes. rather than just like a computer telling yeah. something mechanical to make, eh, do it maybe? I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, and then, and then there was Ford. They sat Ford. in their conference table, probably very similar to this, <laughs> but probably bigger and probably yeah. more people in suits and tuxes. Yeah. And they were sitting back and going, you know, Ram's coming out with common... just. This thing called common rail. Yeah. I, common. Yeah. And then maybe they had someone from Bosch come in and go, "Listen, guys, like this system is like super efficient. It's our high. It's, this is because the newest cool Bosch thing. makes high pressure oil yeah. pumps. Yeah. They're like, guys, this is old technology. Like, check out this new stuff. And then there's that one guy at Ford that's just like diehard H pop guy. <laughs> He's like, get out. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> you get out. <laughs> you get out of here. <laughs> we are HPOP <laughs> Caterpillar engines. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna make the six liter and revolutionize the world. <laughs> Just revolutionize the world. Yeah. Six months later, after that engine dropped, that guy disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is, you can't even find his yeah. records anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Just fingerprints just, wiped off. <laughs> so yeah, anyhow, this so funny. this is this is how passionate we get about fuel yeah. systems. <laughs> and sometimes I wish, and and it's a good thing that we don't. But the the sales guys area, there's yeah. six of us in there now. Uh, the conversations we have about fuel systems. <laughs> Is it gets pretty raunchy sometimes, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's also pretty accurate. Yeah. And as the the seven three guy, I am the whipping boy. I yeah. take it all in stride. Yeah. Because I love the seven threes. Yeah. And I'll, it takes I'll, it really I'll well. get another one. Yeah. That's fine. But at the end of the day, the seven three never broke. Yeah. Never I mean, did. I wasn't making, really making enough power to break it. Yeah. But at the same time, it never broke. I had two of them, and I beat the crap out. Of, actually, I had three of them, but I had two of them that I really like beat the crap out of, and I beat the crap out of them. Yeah. And they never died. No. Yeah, and I, I would put another one. You know, I'm not going to win any races. I get another one heartbeat. Yeah. yeah Especially now knowing what I really need to do to them yeah. after you know two tries of like I'm gonna go this route and I'm gonna <clears> go this route. I know what I want to do now. Yeah. Um, so oh man, I'm talking about fuel systems and human yeah. systems makes me sweat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now not not that I can I could compl or complicate this any further. Uh -huh. But what if I told you there are some injectors that use crystals? Shut your mouth when you're talking to me. What? Yeah. That is a true thing. Uh, <laughs> so, so now we're going to take the overly complicated physical part of things, and yeah. now we're going to take an injector that literally has crystals that get energized. Yes, just to expand. To, just to expand and contract, and that's how you... Yeah. They are called piezoelectric injectors. Okay, if you have not heard of them, check them out. Just go to, go to, go to YouTube yeah, and YouTube just it. YouTube piezoelectric injectors. <clears throat> and you will find that there is a portion inside that injector that is literally crystals. <laughs> You can't make this up. No, it's crystals. For it is crystals that literally get energized with electricity. That it, it's basically like a really complicated solenoid. <laughs> yeah. Like, what was so wrong with a solenoid? Well, the thing is, a solenoid <laughs> has physical moving parts. We yeah. rather just have something where we apply electricity to it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we have a 
injector with a, I don't know, a wizard? Maybe wizard. A, maybe some sort, of, some sort of mythical beast that is controlling yeah. these injectors? I don't know. There's crystals involved. I feel like maybe it's like there, there's a, a diesel unicorn and its yeah. droppings are piezo crystals. Piezo There we go. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or like so, if you find one and you were to harvest yeah. its horn, it's so these injectors. Yeah, these injectors were so good that uh, GM decided to not use them in the L5P. Yeah. <laughs> so and just so you guys know, like GM had piezoelectric injectors, I think for like one generation of, of engine. Wasn't it just the LML, right? Yeah, just the LML yeah. had piezoelectric. And I think EcoDiesel has them. And Power Stroke is still using six, seven, them. Yeah. It, yeah, from so six seven on, they're using. So it's not all bad though. So they're the, not all bad. They're actually. actually did, yeah, we did some research. Yeah. Um, we as you know diesel enthusiasts, we knew a bit about them. We know obviously if someone says yeah. PZO, we know there's some kind of magic going on there. Um, so we actually called our friends over at Dynamite because yeah. they're just down the road from us. Shout out Brian at Dynamite. Thanks for reviving my mind on piezoelectric injectors. Uh, they are highly highly accurate, and you can program, and they're very quick. Mm -hmm. They're much faster than like a, a solenoid type injector like that LB7 over there. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> the downside to them though is that like shops like in, you know shops like Dynamite, Industrial, BD, they're not able to rebuild these because there's actually a section inside that injector that is that is basically a sealed unit. Mm -hmm. It's basically where that wizard lives with his crystals. <laughs> yeah. It's all sealed, um, and, and so there's there's when you have an injector where you have a sealed section right here, and then you have just the tip. Okay, you're 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 not leaving much to modify. So like aftermarket, yeah, they can do some things to them. Uh, the thing just flashed blue. Are we okay? Yeah, no, we're just. Sorry guys, if we lost you for a second there. Yeah. Um, is it is it out right now? Should I still be talking, Cam producer? Sorry guys, if you guys are experiencing yeah, some. Yeah, that's not on. If you're watching different. this, uh, we're watching um, it live here. I'm watching it on my phone, and it stop. looks like we didn't stop. Anyone comment if you can hear our voices? This is going to translate great to the iTunes version. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's, going what's, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? So anyway, it, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> so there's just very little that they can modify. Oh, wait. Uh, Chance says audio went weird, but can you hear us? Can you hear us? Can you hear us now? Thank you, Chance, for commenting, by yeah, the way. I appreciate, appreciate that. Uh, yes. Yes. We're good to go. All right. Cool. Okay, cool. So anyways, piezoelectric injectors, there's not much they can modify on them now. In the future, though, there might be a lot more that they can do. At least uh, Brian was pretty optimistic at Dynamite that in the future they're going to, I don't know, open, I don't, you know, I don't know what they're going to do for the, for the sealed section. I don't know if they're going to have that as a, like a replaceable item or what. But, but anyways, piezoelectric, uh, not many trucks use them. They're still a good injector. You can still modify them, just a little, a little bit less. So I what I think is pretty cool about the PZO injector, especially in like the LML and the six seven power stroke, in stock form, even just maybe changing the nozzles. Like yeah. you know, let's let's leave the stock nozzles. You can push those stock injectors pretty far. Pretty far, yeah, absolutely. Like you can, and obviously once you start getting to the top working end of a PZO injector like that, you start losing efficiency. Um, but you can push those injectors really, really hard. You start putting a little bit bigger nozzle on there, you can push them even harder. Yeah. The problem is once you hit that tipping off point where you need to go further than that, it's gonna cost you a lot of money. Yeah. And it's just there's only so far it can go after that. So yeah. I think that's it's gonna be one of those things that uh, maybe once the aftermarket is able to catch up, because um, now that PZO stuff has been out, I guess, you know, on LML and the power stroke since, you know, eleven. Yeah. You know, we're coming up on, you know, in a few years, darn near ten years on the market. Yeah. You know, there, there might be some better stuff coming out, just like the whole set actuator. Now yeah. that's, you know, pretty soon it's going to be available to other companies to make it. 
And, yeah. and that's where we're gonna, you know, probably see the African American catch up and, and maybe, you know, see a big revival in like those eleven to thirteen power strokes and yeah. eleven to thirteen LMLs where like people are like, Holy crap, I can buy a truck, you know, spend twenty five hundred dollars on injectors, mm-hmm. you know, turbo tuning, all that kind of good stuff, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm tapping on a thousand or something yeah. like that. Well, you're bought them in. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm getting yeah. right here, yeah. There, there's fuel available. Yes. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. I, I think they're gonna go a long way. Yeah. Especially I mean it's Comfort like the piezo injectors gonna be way quieter. You don't have a yeah. song. You don't have an H- <laughs> a human injector going. Wham, 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 wham. <laughs> you got a solenoid, you know, or clicking off. You actually have just you know a crystals being energized. Yeah, I don't know how else to like if I could if anybody has a video or something like that of something like, like the crystals being energized. I would love to see it. Yeah, I want to see it. I, I, you know what? In school, when I remember learning about this stuff, I know that I I want to. I swear they had some sort of cool video to show. Yeah, now we're gonna get guys that are gonna, you know, take their injectors out of their truck and start harvesting crystals. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> start harvesting. Don't do it. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we have solenoid type injectors, which we kind of already went over. Yes. Um, lift pumps. Why are they so important? Especially lift on- pumps are huge. Yeah. So uh, you've heard us talk about it before. Uh, Ford and Dodge guys, you guys at least have one from the factory. Yeah. GM. Found out, you know what? Hey, we don't need one from the get go. Back yeah. in '01, they said we don't need a lift pump. We're gonna we're gonna make our CP3. We we're gonna make our CP3. Pull from the <laughs> tank, pull it through the filter, and then go through the CP3. Pressurize our rail, which is available. Well, actually, yeah. there's two of them, and yeah. then and then go to the injectors. Yeah. The problem with that is once you start asking it to basically like your truck, like, hey, I want you to put more fuel in the injectors. Yeah. After you start getting over to a certain point, it can't keep up and yeah. you start having cavitation issues. Yeah. So that's where lift pump pressure and volume is huge. And there's a huge, also, also a huge difference between pressure and volume. volume yeah. That's physics right there. But vo- <laughs> I think volume, lift pump volume for me, I think is, oh man, you know what? It's pressure and volume. I, yeah. I'm not going to say it's, one's more important than the other, but it, yeah. it's... It's it a combination of yeah. both. Yeah. And another thing with, like, lift pumps, too, I'm not saying that factory filtration is, like, not not good. Because, I mean, it, it is obviously good enough for, for fact. I mean, well, in some cases, I mean, like, look at Dodge filtration systems. I mean, there's a lot to improve on in that. I mean, with, like, the... the I was reading somewhere a while back, and this is what I've always kind of just told everybody, is, is Bosch builds the fuel system for, like, a three-micron like level of filtration mm-hmm. and like the factory filter they include on these trucks is like five like or five. ten micro yeah like they so, yeah so it's like they're already setting you up for failure so filtration is key you, you got to make sure your fuel is clean especially on a common rail system mm-hmm. as you can imagine any little speck of dirt in here uh, or anything especially under high pressure it can cause some serious issues it can wipe yeah. out injectors it can wipe out pumps I mean, you've got holes like he's looking at right there. Like I can, I can see that the holes are there. I couldn't. Yeah, they're very, 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 very small, yeah. and the, these are all like the, the the parts in these nozzles are all what they call class fit, to where it's 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 a machine piece that is literally the tolerances on those are are so incredibly tight. Yeah. So filtration is key. Also, water dispersion, getting water out of your fuel. Water is just as detrimental as fuel or as contaminants are when we're talking high pressure fuel. High pressure when you have when you have air or sorry when you have water in high pressure fuel as it's in the rail and about about to go to the injector what 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 happens when you pressurize something it heats up right right so basically water will then evaporate and create an air pocket essentially mm-hmm. okay and that air pocket then once it gets to the tip of the injector actually will cause basically an explosion 
and it will start eating away at that class fit of that injector, of that nozzle that's sealing in the, or that, the poppet that we call it poppet or whatever you want to call it, plunger, poppet, whatever, that's inside that nozzle, you're, you're, you're damaging the seal of that metal on metal <clears throat> fit inside that nozzle. And again, it doesn't take much. I mean, water contamination is probably one of the number one um, killers of, of fuel systems. So having a good fuel pump on there, that its main job is filtration and water separation. That is absolutely key, especially too, if you're a guy that drives his truck around everywhere, um, it, you know, like a, like a, um, hot, a hot shot guy or something yeah. like that, where you don't know the integrity of fuel at, at every fuel stop that you're, that you're stopping at, a fast system is definitely worth it. Um, and running a fuel additive. Yeah. Uh, shameless plug, F bomb yeah. fuel additive. That's <laughs> yes. Seriously. That is formulated by us. We are guys that love diesel trucks. So this is everything we wanted out of an additive in an additive. So <laughs> sorry, I got it. Yeah. Joshua Matson says the tolerances are literally tight. Yeah. Yes. Literally like, tight. Like almost immeasurable tight. Yeah. 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 I come from an aviation background. Yeah. Aviation tolerances look like nothing compared to these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are very, 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 very tight tolerances when we're talking this stuff. So any contamination, it's going to affect the way that your injector is, is spraying. And especially, again, we'll go back to that atomization. You get, got, even this 12 valve injector, you run a bunch of crap through your fuel and that tip isn't spraying right, you are not going to get the full power out of that engine. You're not going to get the full power out of the, out of the <clears throat> or full fueling out of the injector. You're going to get excessive smoke. You're going to get probably startup issues, crack pistons, wash a cylinder wall. It's very, very, very important. Um, so, yeah, filtration. I mean, that's key. Yeah. Filtration is huge. Um, next thing on there is you definitely always, we talked about pressure versus volume. Um, but, I, okay, actually, let's dive into pressure versus volume. Yeah. Um, they're both very important, but yeah. the when you get guys that maybe say like a VP44 truck, where mm-hmm. a VP44 pump is like extremely sensitive <clears throat> to pressure. Yeah. It needs the volume, but it needs the pressure, and it's like I want my you know I, I want 20 psi to my VP44 yeah. pump. That is just as detrimental as 3 psi. Yeah. Like they, it wants to sit like in a perfect world, 15 psi, mm-hmm. 16 psi, maybe right in there. With the proper volume all the time, that's a happy VP44. Yeah. That VP44 will never treat you wrong. It'll be fine. And that's what a proper lift pump is going to do. We're flashing blue again. <coughs> you, got a, right you got a blue flash. Okay. Brian Bailey's watching. Brian Bailey, if you can hear me, you're my sound tester. What's up, dude? <laughs> Brian Bailey so- is our... our, our yeah, that's Brian Bailey from Dynamite. Yep, that's cool. It. Yes, yeah. Brian. Uh, if you can hear me, go ahead and comment real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brian Bailey says the human hair is around fifty microns. Fifty microns, okay. And we're talking about tolerances, like way three microns. Than that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cassie says we're good. Hi, Cassie. Hi. <laughs> um. So uh, pressure versus volume. The one mm. thing that always comes to mind to me is like air compressors. Yeah. You may have an air compressor that's like a five-gallon tank that holds, we'll say, hundred psi. Just keep things simple here. So you've got a five-gallon tank with with. 100 p- we're flashing again. What in the heck is going on this episode? Mm-hmm. Maybe because I'm back. It's like going yeah. crazy. Anyway, so you could have an air compressor with 5 PSI in it. You go and use that air compressor. You're going to run out of air pretty quick if you start really stressing it, right? Mm-hmm. Versus an air compressor that has 100 PSI in it, but it has like a 50-gallon tank. You can run that air to a whole heck of a lot longer uh, just because the volume is able, the, the, the volume is high enough to maintain that pressure over a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with lift pumps pressure they're there to maintain a certain pressure but the volume is that gph that you're looking at so neither 95 125 200 250 whatever you're looking at so volume is volume and pressure are both key 
You want to make sure your pressure isn't too high or too low, but you want to make sure your volume doesn't go down at all when you're demanding that fuel. Yes, and that's where a aftermarket lift pump is, key. is going to come in. Yeah. And that's why uh, fast titanium. Yeah. Hands down. Favorite. Yeah. I mean, I that's, yeah, absolutely. Um, you also want to match your fuel with your air. Yes. We're, this is, we're going to get a little bit, before, little bit of a performance talk here. Yeah. But you put giant injectors on your truck and, and a giant lift pump, you need to make sure you match your air with yes. your fuel. So yeah. make sure that you're having the size turbo with your injectors, the right size injectors with your turbo, and vice versa. Yeah. That being said, I'm going to rant about high-pressure oil pumps. All right. High-pressure <laughs> oil pumps are my, my favorite and least favorite things ever. Um, this particular pump I have right here in front of me is an adrenal high-pressure oil pump. This particular one small, this little guy right here will support all the way up to just about a 250cc injector. How freaking cool is that? Yeah. Uh, for all you guys that are not 7.3 folks, a 250cc injector, that's a big freaking injector. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's guys out there like, oh, I'm running 300, 300 hybrids, you know, whatever, whatever. Okay, yeah. yeah. A 250cc, that's big for a single pump. Um, to be honest with you, when I first like started getting into like diesels and whatnot and mm -hmm. like learned about high pressure oil pumps, especially on the 7.3, I imagined the high pressure oil pump to be like this big. Like this <laughs> huge, like, wow, it's a it's pressurizing oil. Like this thing's gotta be this big. Then you finally see one and it's like, oh, it's a little, it's just a little it's so simple. This it's like it. the simplest little pump. Like it, it, it's kind of funny because people are like, you know, diagnosing these things over the, you know, like they have issues with one and it's like, yeah. well, is it getting oil? Okay, is oil coming out? Okay, <laughs> well, the, um, it's the, working. <laughs> I, I do get a lot of yeah. the, the 7.3 diagnosing stuff, especially the high pressure oil pump. And it's very basic. There's a lot of good literature out there. Uh, yeah. Swamp's Diesel, if you're listening, I've read all your stuff. You yeah. guys make some great diagnostic literature. I greatly appreciate it. A lot of it comes down to actual, you know, personal. Wizards. Uh, <laughs> PZO Electric. Shad Paris, or Shad yeah. Wizards for PZO Electric. Yes, you're yes. correct. <laughs> uh, um, but it, it, the, this pump is dumb. There are no electronics in this pump. The yeah. pump is only going to make as much oil as it can as it is told to make. Yeah. If the gear on the end of this isn't slipping, it's going to be making pressure. If there's stuff inside, it's basically a swash plate inside, that's broken or a seal's coming out or like the back end right here, if for some reason that pops out, you've got other stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> you've done other really bad things. <laughs> yeah. But if that comes out, you've got other things happening there and th this pump is going to make whatever pressure it's told to make by the engine. Yeah. So it's like, oh, my, my, my H-pop took a crap. Are you sure? Yeah. Is something not telling the pump to make pressure? Yeah. Because if no one tells the pump to make pressure, hey, it's actually going to just bleed that pressure out. Because this is actually a uh, the IPR mm -hmm. is a reactive sensor. Yep. It doesn't say, hey, I need you to build more pressure. It says, okay, you're building that pressure. I'm going to hold that pressure for you. Yeah. If you're not, it's going to open and let more of that pressure out. Yeah. So high pressure oil pumps, kind of scary at first. I'll be honest, I got a power stroke initially because I'm a Ford guy and yeah. I wanted a diesel. I didn't want to pay a ton of money. And I lived in California, I wanted something pre smog. Yeah. I had no idea what a high pressure oil pump was when <laughs> right. I bought my 73, my yeah. first one, but I knew I wanted one. And, and I'm so glad I did because I got to learn about it. And eventually it brought me here and I got yeah. to, to be the 73 guy. It's kind of yeah. cool, right? <laughs> but this stuff gets me jacked. High pressure oil pump stuff, uh, 73 stuff. I can't wait to build another one. I know I will yeah. eventually, but high pressure oil pumps. Um, I'm going to give a shameless plug right here to, to the diesel site and their adrenal high pressure oil pumps. I, Thank you for making your stuff so high 
quality. Yes. I have never had to warranty one high pressure oil pump. Yep. I sell them daily. Yeah. We all sell them and they never have an issue. And that that's if you're listening to this and you're and you're like, oh, this is turning into to a commercial, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but I mean gets, yeah. I'm passionate about it. Yeah, and and too, when you're when guys are replacing these, especially if you're going with an adrenaline pump, uh, something that's higher, you know, a higher quality than stock, the, probably the number one um, actual issue that guys figure out they have with their truck after they get it mm-hmm. are their injector O-rings, not sealing the oil pressure. <laughs> and that now that you've all watched this and yeah. heard about it, you understand why, why? O-rings are so... Ex- the, oh, you yeah, have oil, you have... <laughs> you have O-rings separating 3,000 psi of oil yes. from 75 psi of fuel. Yeah, <laughs> like, dur, dur, yeah. exactly. You oh. want to make sure that's yeah. So and that happens all the time because guys don't understand that you know over time things wear out. Yeah. Did you know that? Weird. Hmm. So so if you go and put on a pump like this that is capable of supplying more and better volume of oil to your injectors, and your injectors aren't up to up to par, it's gonna leak. Yeah, she gonna leak and she ain't gonna run right. Uh, side note for you, 7.3 guys, if you pull your injectors out and your O-rings are all black, those are the stock O-rings and they should probably be replaced. Yeah. Uh, no one from the aftermarket can get black O-rings. So if yeah. you pull them out and you're like, hmm, maybe I just need to reseal it, or the previous owner says, oh, I resealed them, yeah. and you pull them out and they're all the black. same color, mm. you lied. Yeah, you liar. Liar. Um, so my, my, you know, my... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tie into a seven three talk because I got. I got nothing good. I can. I can give you. <laughs> um, this is my life. Yeah, this, is, this is my life here. So I, you know, I was, you know, suburban update. I did do some things to the suburban, um, and then some other things subsequently happened to the suburban. Uh, so if you guys haven't seen it, check out my overview video. It's on. Uh, it's on our Facebook page. It's uh, hilarious. It's pretty cool. I had some fun with it. The thing, I, I, I will tell you. That first six two, I think it will light those tires off. If you haven't now, seen you need video, to go see the video. Yeah, it's a sick, <laughs> nasty burnout. God, it's the nastiest burnout of my life in that thing. Anyways, um, so I ended up, you know, I, I think a couple episodes ago, I talked about how I fixed my coolant leak. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what has happened now, my coolant leak has been fixed and has now fully pressurized the system, and it has now sprung another coolant leak somewhere else. <laughs> I honestly haven't even looked into it. It is the most random thing, because it's like one day I'll drive it into work. Fine. I'll look under it at my lunch. I'll be wow, it's not leaking a damn thing. And then I'll go home, and I'll look under it in the next morning, and I've got freaking coolant <laughs> pouring out. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, come on. Anyway, so I just, I just, I just tell everybody it's, uh, it's still trying to convert itself to air cooled. Yeah. Has an infatuation with Volkswagens. I don't know. Um, but I did get my lights mounted on the bumper, and my wife hates them. She thinks they look <laughs> ugly. But you know what? I think, it's, I think, they're I think it looks awesome. They look perfect. <laughs> I think it looks awesome. So I'm still waiting on a few parts to get them like functioning, uh, just because they uh, were some lights just we had laying around. And I, uh, while I was messing with them, I ended up pulling some wires out of places that shouldn't have been pulled out of. Um, oh well. I mean, just that's what happens when parts sit around. Yeah. So, but yeah. That's a, so she's she's running great. She's running running like a champ, as you can see in my video. <laughs> she's running pretty damn good. Hey, if, if, it, uh, if it does burnouts running good that's it that's all we need yeah um so other than that yeah i got some lights installed um next on the list you know i don't even know what's next on the list i kind of just i don't know we'll see what happens i don't know we'll see what i want to mess with next probably probably working towards doing some suspension finally i mean i got to and actually you know what my back it up my torque converter actually in the transmission started to kind of shudder a little bit at Mm. least i think is what it is so i threw some uh threw some uh you know some additive (laughs) 
because God knows I'm not going to actually diagnose it correctly. I mean, this thing's freaking 1988. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So I had had that little issue, but we're we're good there. Still running, still going. Yeah. So, uh, Sean, I see your question. I'm going to answer that in the comments because that's a, could be actually a kind of a long answer there. All right. Um, but anyhow. Thank you for watching. Yes. Make sure you check us out on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Screenshot that. Send to Ben at Diesel Power Products. And if you put a question in there, we'll answer it live. Yeah. We'll send you a shirt. Uh, I know uh, Willie, where he sent him a shirt down on the East Coast. You think, I forgot what he was, but I said yeah. <laughs> um, Anyhow, uh, we greatly appreciate you guys watching and tuning in. Uh, Thursday is 3.15 every time. That's how we'll be here. Um, we will eventually have these on, on YouTube, but for sure, check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, all that kind of good stuff. This is Ben with Diesel Power Products and Tyler with Diesel Power Products. We'll see you again next week. Have a good day. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. For all of your diesel performance needs, be sure to visit us at dieselpowerproducts.com. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.